In this episode, you'll meet a product research scientist for NerveCare in the research and development function in PNG to learn three things. Number one, what exactly is product research? And number two, what are the vast variety of innovative projects that you might get to work on? Number three, who this role is and isn't suitable for? We also touch on what seems to be Daniel's and his colleagues' qualifications when applying for the job. We just celebrated our 100 years of product research in PNG yesterday. <laughs> That's Daniel, a product research scientist who just got off a party celebrating the history of his role. I graduated in 2019 from NTU. The school which I came from was a bit unique. It was actually called Interdisciplinary Graduate School. What that means is that uh, it kind of combined two schools together to ensure that we have more on our plates. No, just kidding. So, <laughs> so, so what uh, that means is kind of combining, you know, engineering and medicine so that, you know, we could use engineering tools to address medical issues. After graduating, Daniel actually obtained his PhD as a doctor of philosophy in nanomedicine. And while most PhD students move on to become professors, Daniel actually found interest in something else. I was very interested to talk to companies and usually I'll bring all these folks from the companies to my professors and say that, hey, hey, I see a potential collaboration here. You know, how do we, can we talk further to come up with new projects and things like that? So that's where, you know, I wanted to leverage on that. And after graduation, I went to ASTAR. So ASTAR stands for Agency for Science, Technology and Research. So it's the government arm of R&D that supports all the R&D strategies for Singapore. During my time at ASTAR, I was at this department known as our Industry Development Group. So I was then given the portfolio of consumer care industry. Um, so PNG happens to be one of the key accounts that I was managing. I managed that for a year and a half before I then moved up another level into national platform, this office known as a BMS IPO, Biomedical Science Innovation Partnership Office. So um, then after that, I was then seconded to PNG to do a secondment for a year. For those of you who don't know what secondment is, it's a temporary transfer of a skilled worker from company A to company B. Company A still pays the salary for the secondee, but he will predominantly work and even report to company B. This is done for a variety of reasons, but I'm sure by now, you're probably wondering why the heck are we so focused on Daniel's life outside of PNG? Well, there's something you should know, that despite everything he has learned over the six years from PhD to A-star, product research still came as a huge surprise to him. You don't learn anything about product research in universities. There's no such a topic. <laughs> you only learn it in PNG. So that's why even if you have PhD, even you, if you enter as a medical doctor, come on, you're going to start from zero, learn what is exactly product research. <laughs> Today, we're going to give you a glimpse of what Daniel never had. A window into a role that doesn't exist anywhere else, and yet consists of 20% of the entire PNG R&D division. Today, you'll learn what product research in PNG actually looks like. Welcome to One Foot In, where we share what goes on behind the LinkedIn, from sabbaticals, 
I was very close to getting promoted to next level. It might get delayed by a few months or few quarters. But if I don't do it now and we have kids, then I have to delay the whole thing by 5-10 years. To asking HR if they even read cover letters in Asia. Thank God this is anonymous. Uh, by all honesty, I do not look at cover letters. But ever so often, we'll work with companies to open their doors completely for us to interview everyone seated inside. Think of it as having an on-demand coffee chat with the company. In this series of Coffee with the Company, we'll partner with Procter & Gamble to produce Humans of P&G. P&G is a 200-year-old company that owns some of your favourite brands like SK2, Tide, Downey, Pantene, Febreze, Gillette and many more. We'll learn across 10 episodes to understand what it is exactly like to work here across all functions and levels. Welcome to Humans of P&G, a one-up media and Procter & Gamble production. As a PR, what is so cool about this role is that you are actually the leader of uh, most projects because all our projects stems from the consumer problem statement. We value our consumers, we take their feedbacks very, very seriously and we design our product based on consumer feedbacks. That is, I think, the key differentiator between PNG and our other companies. And what this role is about is trying to convert consumer languages, what their wants, what their dislikes, into technical language. Now, then when I have the technical language, I can then pass it to my product developer, or rather in other terms, it's actually the formulator, to then formulate the entire product. A product researcher actually does this across multiple functions, from product to packaging. And this process happens for many iterations. Say four or five times, and each time uh, we are just thinking from a strategic point of view, we are just striking out what are the formulations that people don't want down to you know what people really want but of course if we could do it more efficiently i would say maybe two or three times we would be able to lock the formula already daniel does this process for a brand called neurobion a product acquired by png in 2014. now when we acquired that product it is very tablet driven so what it is is actually a combination of three vitamins uh, vitamin b1 b6 b12 and what this combination is supposed to do is, is it helps to regenerate, uh, revive and, and repair the nerves. So this, when we talk about um, these consumers that we are targeting, is very special. And because that is why we are termed under the personal healthcare. These products are meant for consumers with peripheral neuropathy. What that means is that, you know, their nerves when it passes and especially it comes with age, you know. Yeah, and especially with um, diabetes as well, that's one of the leading factors, is that you know your nerves starts to degenerate over time. And that's where you feel pins and needles, burning sensations on your hands, on your feet as well. So this is where Neurobion really comes in. 
And being tablets, this means that your consumers need to take all these this tablets regularly for a period of time to be able to see the effect. Now, that is the thing that you know we start to sense that is a problem statement from the consumers. Because when we know that all these symptoms, you know, we can't predict it, right? We don't know maybe in the next second you're gonna experience it. And tablets do not give you that immediate relief to all these symptoms. Sounds pretty cool, right? In his role, he leads the solving of peripheral neuropathy through guiding the product formation with all the other functions, both internal and external. But if you noticed, a product researcher based in Singapore actually doesn't create the product, in the sense that you aren't in the lab mixing the ingredients. Instead, you're working with everyone who is part of the innovation process to provide guidance. This begs the question, who then are these other people? Luckily, Daniel is a unique guest because prior to PNG, he has worked in an agency called ASTAR, one of PNG's external partners. Back in ASTAR, he was helping PNG run a life cycle cost analysis and an open innovation project. When we think about sustainability, what PNG wanted to do, right, is to be able to make decisions, good decisions based on all the data that we have. And what do we then do with the data? We put all the data through modeling, and this model then gives us what is the most likely outcome from it. For example, in terms of a PNG shampoo, right, a, a bottle, how likely is a consumer going to reuse it or dispose it? If they really dispose it, where does it go? Does it get burned? Does it get, you know, picked up by any company? Or does it stay in the landfill? If it stays in the landfill, you know, does it then get leaked out into the ocean, you know, because it starts to degrade. So it is a very big model that enables PNG to know, okay, not just from a technical standpoint of oh, we can um, change our material to, say, biodegradable, compostable. That is definitely one area which I think a lot of companies are thinking about. But PNG wants to think about it from a bigger scale, from a government scale. What else do we need to engage the government to enable the country to, you know, say, example, build out infrastructure to be able to, or even manpower to collect back all this waste? direct them through the right route that doesn't leak into the ocean. That was the model. So if you think about that model, right, if you remember the title that I gave it is Life Cycle Cost. So I touched on the life cycle. And then this is where another piece comes in, the cost. Every step that I talked about just now has a cost tag to it. So how much will it cost PNG to go through this entire route? So then that is where the entire model needs to find a sweet spot on cost effectiveness, whether or not it is you know, changing material or is it improving infrastructure? How much percentage do we put into each of the bucket to achieve the best result from there? Working with an external partner to build models could be one variation of work. Another is sourcing for innovation. So how that works is that PNG come to me with all the problem statements. Uh, we then blast it out to the entire Singapore ecosystem. 
uh, all the professors then come to us and, and propose uh, solutions. We then have webinars for PNG to further explain, to drive synergies between the two parties. We then just kind of shortlist, you know, which collaboration, which project, which solution we then want to move ahead with. So all these logistics are happening. So then back in A-Star, sustainability wasn't a very strong topic. So then when I came over, I created a new ground core focused on sustainability. In concurrent, I then start to find, you know, new materials for PNG to explore. And how does that work is that, you know, I don't just focus on Singapore ecosystem. Singapore ecosystem, we do have a master research collaboration agreement signed since 2013 until now. So that's where everything is very easy, very university-focused, very theoretical. Another part is where we start to go out to other countries, our companies, startups, and then start to pinpoint their technology and where they are, whether or not they really fit into our portfolio, and also in terms of where do they source it, the location that they are in, whether or not that actually give us uh, advantage. For example, uh, many companies would definitely have technology in terms of uh, biodegradable, compostable and things like that. But then when we start to think about realistically, the country that we want to implement it, does it even have any infrastructure for composting? Probably not. Then we need to start to rethink about, uh, okay, what are the technologies that we want to explore and where the companies are in terms of developing all these technologies. So this is really another big part of open innovation. We we want to leverage on the capabilities of the outside, bring into PNG, and we learn from it quick and fast. At that time, Daniel was working with a department inside PNG called Connect and Development. This was where he could see the incredible variety of PNG innovation projects. We asked him to share the three coolest ones. The first is on ingredients and their interactions. What that means is that, um, for example, I think one of the main key ingredients in the current PNG portfolio when it comes to skincare is vitamin B. So we want to always be sure that we have in the pipeline enough new innovations so that, you know, when competitors start to come up with even newer ingredients that has better claims than us, we are able to then tackle back with newer ingredients with better benefits. Now, if I start to talk about that, that's where then PNG wants to learn more about the molecular action or rather the mechanism of action of all these ingredients. How does that help in terms of anti-aging, etc. Right? Now, if I start to move a bit away, there's where we also see, start to see projects on, you know, once you have the formulation, how does the formulation interact with the packaging? Does the packaging in terms of certain materials, for example, PET, does it actually absorb certain ingredients from your formula? Now, that's a bad thing, right? (laughs) Because down the road, that would mean that, you know, consumers aren't using the exact formula. So then they wouldn't be able to get the appropriate benefits from the product. The second is on artificial intelligence. Very interesting. Just now when I talk about the interactions between uh, ingredients and packaging, you know, there were also projects in terms of converting all this data into AI so that they can actually model before I even come up with a physical form of packaging, pour in the formulation. Through AI, I already know that it will work or not. 
Now that saves time and cost. Very important. Then in terms of consumer insights, um, so PNG has a huge amount of product researchers. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> in terms of understanding our consumers, so we have a vast amount of data on that. Um, there are also projects are converting that into AI in terms of how can we leverage on AI to actually understand consumer insights. Uh, converting videos or even uh, recordings into how consumers are really feeling. The third is on manufacturing. There's this institute known as ARTC, right? So this institute actually focuses a lot on manufacturing. How do we leverage on robots, AI to make all these um, manufacturing processes even smoother? So one great example was that you know ARTC had this member. Is actually a startup, and we know that PNG, one of our most premium brand, is actually SK two. And when we talk about SK two, it comes in a very premium glass bottle. Now that is really crucial because you know that gives the consumer that very premium feel, look, and everything. And it actually goes through very stringent checks whether or not they are actually cracked inside it. And these are being done manually. My goodness, can you see how many bottles of SK2 are we generating, right? So that is where they actually leverage on ARTC and the startup member that we have actually leverage on um, the capabilities that they have, which is laser and AI as well, merging everything together to actually use uh, laser to detect not just cracks, even micro cracks in the bottles so that, you know, it actually do away with all these manual checks uh, and give all these workers a different set of work to to focus on to for growth as well. As you can tell, R&D is incredibly diverse, touching on both legacy and trending innovations like artificial intelligence. But let's be serious. No job is a bit of roses. So what's the thorns underneath? This is a fast-moving consumer goods company. If we were to take a step back and think about it and compare FMCG and the normal pharmaceutical company, a normal pharmaceutical company would move at a slower pace because there are so many regulations, medical factors to be considered. But as FMCG company, we need to move fast because our competitors are moving very fast. I would say that we always we try to launch a new innovation within two years or even shorter if possible. When we start to think about moving fast, especially in terms of R&D, you know, there are different factors that we need to think about. Do we then develop from scratch this new innovation in-house or do we start to look for partners through open innovation? Then we try to kind of know that they already have a product that is readily available. Do we then plug and go from there? Now, another experience is, you know, you are going to work with a team of people from all sorts of life, every single part of the world that is where you know communications really comes in and i would say that people have different thoughts and you know how do you manage every individual's expectation of each other are you still around no we're not referring to daniel i mean you are you still listening okay if the speed of collaboration and innovation in png doesn't scare you then you're probably wondering how to get in. We asked Daniel for his opinion. So are there any internships that you think gives a candidate an advantage for this role? So specifically for my role of product research, 
I wouldn't say that there is any requirement for past intern or even past working experiences. The reason being, you would not find such a role in other companies. For product research, it's a role specifically for PNG, and we need to learn on the job and grow from there. So that is how unique this role is. What about grades? My grades are more of the bare minimum of whatever that I wanted to do, uh, including PhD, even getting into PNG as well. By the way, we asked him what bare minimum meant, and Daniel scored a second upper. So we had to ask him if scoring a second upper or even getting a PhD is important. Here's his reply. I do have colleagues who are bachelors, right? Uh, and also colleagues who have uh, diplomas as well. And to be honest, when they grow on the job, you know, they are probably five or even more number of years in. They are actually more experienced than me in terms of you know, what kind of question do you trigger to the consumers? How, what kind of question do you then, because when we talk about consumer research, there are actually a few layers. When you ask a, one very simple question, the consumer let you know their first layer of answer. Now, how do you then probe more questions, different kind of questions to peel off the different layers to be able to then know what is the core problem that the consumers are facing? So that is an art to learn on the job. We also asked him about personality qualifiers and disqualifiers of which, in his perspective, he felt that there was nothing that stood out to him. So, what does a product researcher do? While you do research about a product, you aren't exactly the person on the ground asking questions. You work often with external and internal partners across the world. For Daniel's case, his formulation team was in India, and together, you drive product innovation. Bear in mind that this takes a lot of communication and iterations, as much as five times. Your main value add is in managing the process and keeping all parties aware of the consumer's needs in the innovation process. If all this sounds like fun to you, then you'll want to apply into research and development. We've dropped the careers link and the peak factors, which is how PNG assesses their candidates in our description. But if you're still uncertain of what to expect, we've asked that for you. Expect that you are going to be leading probably either a million or a multi-million project to start off. Now that is really huge responsibility on your shoulders. But I think all the leadership teams in um, PNG totally understand how is it like for a newcomer in PNG. They are fully aware about the steep curve that you will go through. They are also very aware that we are humans. We do have family, that it is just normal to be able to, you know, just disappear for a period of time because you just need to address or rather cater to your family first and come back to work. So be assured that the company is very understanding in terms of this factor. Now, in terms of work-wise, do expect a very fast-paced style of work here in PNG. Expect that you will be making some sort of um, decisions every single day. Be ready to be able to verbalize your thoughts supported by data to the leadership team. Or in other words, you know, be ready to you know, convince the leadership teams of uh, whatever decisions that you're going to move ahead with. Now, all this put together is a huge task, but 
be assured that there are so many mentors around in PNGs who are readily available to help you, you know, whenever you need some sort of help, you know, because just because we have been through this entire journey, someone being new, we do have that piece of advice then to the newcomer on, you know, what is then the quickest route for you to achieve your solution? What are the things that you shouldn't do that we have done that have led to failure? So there are just so many people with great experiences here in PNG to help out. That's Daniel, a product research scientist for Northcare in the research and development function in PNG. Thank you.